This is the Today's RDH Dental Hygiene Podcast. The podcast for curious and passionate dental hygienists. Kara RDH here, and I want to thank Listerine for sponsoring this podcast audio article. Although Listerine Antiseptic is the most extensively tested over-the-counter mouth rinse in the world, with over 30 long-term clinical trials examining its safety and efficacy, there is still some misinformation out there over the uses of mouth rinses containing alcohol. To help understand the safety of alcohol-containing mouth rinses, in case any patients ask you about it, head on over to rdh.tv slash Listerine Safety. That's rdh.tv slash Listerine Safety. The link is also in the description of this audio article. And please note, although a sponsor of this audio article, Listerine and Johnson & Johnson Consumer Inc. had no input into or control over the content being presented in this podcast. Now let's get to the audio article. Mouth Taping, Viral Fad or Evidence-Based Treatment for Mouth Breathing by Tanya L. Smith, RDHBS. Social media has increased dental patients' exposure to many trends, ranging from cleaning hacks to home health remedies. While some information can be helpful and it can improve a person's quality of life, other trends may end up causing harm. Dental professionals need to stay up to date and prepared to best inform patients on the viability and safety of popular trends that may pertain to their oral health. One of the most recent fads, mouth taping, claims to inhibit mouth breathing and improve oral health, snoring, sleep, and daily productivity. But is it safe or truly effective? Breathing through the mouth. Dentistry has shifted from a treatment-centered approach focused on tooth restoration to a treatment and management cooperative approach focused on the improvement, maintenance, and recovery of oral function. Mouth breathing syndrome is a set of signs and symptoms that may be completely or incompletely present in people who, for various reasons, replace the correct nasal breathing pattern with an oral or mixed breathing pattern. Mouth breathing is a manifestation of poorly developed oral function and negatively influences the oral environment and craniofacial morphology in developing children. Mouth breathing can be induced in various situations such as nasal congestion due to hypertrophic adenoids or allergic rhinitis, even in healthy individuals. Mouth breathing directly affects behavioral performance and dental health. During mouth breathing, malocclusion may occur. The intraoral space becomes dry and saliva production is reduced. Mouth breathing during sleep is related to a lower intraoral pH in comparison with the pH associated with nasal breathing during sleep indicating that mouth breathing could be a causal factor for dental erosion and caries. Prolonged mouth breathing can cause not only dental disease, but it can also cause physical changes, such as an imbalance of craniofacial muscle activity and deformation of head posture produced by positional changes of the tongue, lips, and mandible. Mouth breathing during critical growth periods in children was associated with a higher tendency for clockwise rotation of the growing mandible, with a disproportionate increase in the anterior lower vertical facial height and decreased posterior facial height. Overjet and the upper and lower incisor angles of mouth breathers were also greater than those of nasal breathers. One study aimed at investigating the effects of mouth breathing on cognitive function found that mouth breathing can affect pulmonary function and respiratory muscle activity. Failure to filter, humidify, and warm the inhaled air through mouth breathing may lead to decreased lung function and cognitive function due to lower oxygen saturation in the human brain. 
The study confirmed that the functional connection decreased significantly during a working task in mouth breathing rather than nasal breathing, causing a decline in working memory performance for specific cognitive tasks in children and olfactory memory tasks in healthy adults. Mouth breathing during sleep decreases the retropalatal and retroglossal areas via the posterior displacement of the soft palate and the inferior movement of the mandible, causing a reduction in the length of the upper airway dilator muscles, and it may lead to snoring or obstructive sleep apnea. There are several types of sleep apnea, but obstructive sleep apnea, OSA, is the most common sleep-related breathing disorder. OSA occurs when throat muscles relax intermittently and block the airway, causing a person to repeatedly stop and start breathing while asleep. Symptoms include excessive daytime sleepiness, loud snoring, observed episodes of stop breathing during sleep, and abrupt awakening accompanied by gasping or choking. Children with obstructive sleep apnea may do poorly in school, and they commonly have difficulty concentrating on behavior or attention problems. Risk factors for OSA are excess weight, older age, a narrowed airway, high blood pressure, chronic nasal congestion, smoking, diabetes, family history of OSA, and asthma associated with OSA. Research on mouth taping. Mouth taping is considered a home remedy to treat mouth breathing while sleeping, and it claims to improve health conditions related to oral health, allergies, snoring, and sleep apnea. The idea is to use skin-safe tape placed on the philtrum, spanning the upper and lower lips to seal the mouth during sleep to force nasal breathing. Nasal breathing lowers blood pressure, filters allergens, regulates the temperature of the breath, moisturizes the throat, balances pH levels in the mouth, preventing dental decay, dry mouth, and gingivitis, increases the intake of nitric oxide, which is crucial for brain function and cardiovascular health, and decreases anxiety. Studies on mouth taping benefits are currently limited, and they have varied results. In a randomized study of 51 participants, mouth taping was used in an attempt to promote the Buteyko nasal breathing technique to improve symptomatic asthma while asleep. However, there were no differences found in morning peak expiratory flow or symptom score outcomes using mouth tape. Another study aimed at finding out if mouth puffing may be an indicator of obstructive sleep apnea found that mouth tape may be able to prevent patients with OSA from inhaling through the mouth, but couldn't prevent patients from exhaling through the mouth. Conversely, in a 2022 study, 13 out of 20 participants showed a good response after one week of mouth taping. The apnea index, AI, measures a decrease in the airflow by 90% of baseline for at least 10 seconds. The hypopnea index, HI, measures the decrease in the airflow by 30 to 90% of baseline, in addition to a greater than 3% reduction in oxygen saturation for at least 10 seconds per hour. Apnea hypopnea index, AHI, the sum of AI and HI per hour, and the snoring events per hour, SI, were reduced by nearly 50% after mouth taping during sleep in this study. It's important to note that this study had a small sample size of 20 people, 19 men and one woman, with mild OSA. The researchers state that there was no control group, so no comparison could be made to determine whether there was a placebo effect. Inclusion criteria for the study included those who could tolerate having their mouths taped, which may have led to more favorable results. Further limitations on this study are that it was a retrospective study with a short follow-up period, so no long-term effects were evaluated. This study also used home sleep tests, which may underestimate the severity of OSA. A pilot study looked at treating OSA and habitual open mouth breathing using porous oral patches. Porous oral patches, POP, consist of three layers, a silicone sheet, polyurethane foam, and polyurethane film. Subjective outcomes were assessed using the Epworth Sleepiness Scale, ESS 
and Visual Analog Scale of Snoring, VAS. Objective outcomes were assessed using polysomography and cephalometry of 30 participants. ESS and VAS before POP were 8.1 plus or minus 1.5 and 7.5 plus or minus 2.0 respectively, and after POP were 5.2 plus or minus 1.6 and 2.4 plus or minus 1.4 respectively, P less than 0.05. Snoring intensity and median scoring index before POP were 49.1 plus or minus 10.8 decibels and 146.7 per hour before POP and 41.1 plus or minus 7.8 decibels and 40 per hour following pop use. Cephalometry revealed the retropalatal space and retrolingual space were 7.4 plus or minus 1.6 millimeters and 6.8 plus or minus 2.5 millimeters before pop and 8.6 plus or minus 1.2 millimeters and 10.2 plus or minus 1.8 millimeters following POP. The researchers suggest POP was a useful device for the treatment of patients with OSA and habitual open-mouth breathing. It's important to note that a small sample size of 30 participants was studied, and the AHI became worse in one-third of participants. So this indicates that POP may not be suitable for all OSA patients and can make OSA symptoms worse. What dental professionals should advise? At this point, mouth taping is not recommended because there's not enough evidence to support the anecdotal benefits behind the trend. There aren't enough studies to prove this technique treats any underlying health condition. Catherine Palmer, a sleep medicine specialist with Banner Health Colorado, believes that mouth taping may be dangerous to those suffering from OSA because mouth breathing is a backup. She states risks include blocking airflow, worsening sleep apnea, skin irritation or allergic reaction to tape, or aspiration of stomach contents into the lungs if a patient vomits or has acid reflux that may lead to pneumonia or death. Mouth breathing techniques can be as simple as over-the-counter allergy medications or nasal strips to more invasive options such as a continuous positive airway pressure machine, CPAP, sleep studies, or surgery. It's estimated that 85% of patients with clinically significant and treatable OSA have never been diagnosed. Dental professionals who notice signs and symptoms of mouth breathing in patients should recommend that they reach out to their primary care provider to directly address the underlying causes of their condition or be referred to a sleep medicine physician, ENT, pulmonologist, and or orofacial myofunctional therapist. Before you leave, check out the Today's RDH Self-Study CE courses. All courses are peer-reviewed and non-sponsored to focus solely on pure education. You can find out more by visiting dentalce.todays.com rdh.com. Thank you for listening to the audio article. I want to thank Listerine again for sponsoring this episode and for their recognition of the important role hygienists play in the dental office. I encourage you to check out the Clearing Up Mouth Rinse Misinformation page at rdh.tv slash Listerine Safety. It is a great resource to help understand the safety of alcohol-containing mouth rinses if a patient ever brings it up with you. That's rdh.tv slash Listerine Safety. The link is also in the description. Thank you for listening to the Today's RDH Dental Hygiene Podcast. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. 